All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I am your host, as per usual, David. We are on episode number 60. Fuck, we're getting old. All right. We're, we're, we're well over the hill, and uh, I think we're coming down on the other side here. Um, today, we are talking cosplay, uh, and it's about damn time. Uh, one, because uh it is the season sorta kinda i mean it's supposed to be the season but of course basically everything is has been canceled unfortunately um hopefully everything will be back together normal next next year this time next year um but also it's been a while for us that we've done a cosplay episode it's definitely been over a year since we we did our our last cosplay episode so it is about damn time um and that is actually a good segue for introducing my guest today uh first of all uh, uh of course you haven't heard the sultry voice of ted white who usually joins me he has the evening off today uh but joining me is my good friend gabe silva hey buddy how you doing hey thank you for letting me join yeah, thank you so much for for taking the time to come on the podcast. Um, so we've um, we've been, I guess, internet buddies. Uh, if yeah. the, <laughs> I, I think that that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so too. So, like, you know, we were talking about this before we we hit record, but you know, we've been internet, you know, quote unquote, internet buddies for for the last, I'd say, at least two years, maybe, maybe I think- three. I think two, uh, two, three is about right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we met, um, through the, the Spidey Society Facebook group, you know, it's yep. a, a, a group full of, um, I, I, it's basically everything, a celebration of, uh, uh of Spider-Man and, uh, of course, Miles Morales and all the adjacent Spider-Man characters. And, you know, the, it's very heavy with cosplay, with with prop and costume making, um, designing. Um, you know, there's plenty of, you know, movie discussion and, and whatnot. So it, it's, like I said, just a huge kind of like celebration of everything Spidey. And and I, I don't know, it, it was, I guess you just popped up. Uh, you commented on one of my posts one day and like, you seemed, uh, you know, not to put anyone else down, but you, I don't know, you kind of stuck out as like the cool guy. And I was like, I'm gonna talk to this guy. And then I kind of got to know you and I, I got to know the the fact that you, well, you're into cosplay a lot more than I am uh, yes, in, yes. in several, <laughs> several different facets. Uh, and, and that's what makes you a great guest for this episode. Um, so of course it's, uh, you know, it's not necessarily going to be Spider-Man specific, um, mm-hmm. in terms of cosplay, uh, this, this episode, but you know, it, it will come up, uh, uh, here and there. Um, but, but you do regard yourself as like a, like a, a cosplayer and costume and prop maker for, for not just Spider-Man for, but for, for all other fandoms, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'd say it's like overall just um, just a cosplay prop maker. I would consider myself. Um, okay. I do specialize a lot into the Spider-Man stuff, um, mainly because that's like my social media following. It, it's primarily for my Spider-Man stuff, um, but sure. I do do a lot of stuff like on the side. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That that's cool. Um, I I, uh, 
Yeah, uh, looking at some of your stuff, I uh, I was like, I I don't know how how that's done. <laughs> um, yeah, you you kind of work on another level that I could only fathom. Um, and uh, just some of the stuff that you've you've shown me, like renderings and designs, and you don't you said you don't use Photoshop, you use something else. What, what was the program you say that you use? Um, yeah, so recently I started getting into pattern making for costumes. Um, so uh -huh. I actually use Affinity Designer. Um, okay. It's kind of basically exactly like Photoshop, just like ten times cheaper. <laughs> it's like sure. twenty five bucks compared to like the two hundred oh, wow. whatever uh, Photoshop is. So. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, and it, it works just as fine. Yeah, and and that's what's important is is the ease of use and and the power behind its tools. I mean, as long as it it works for you and it gets the job done for you, then that's pretty much pretty much the only thing that matters, right? Yeah, couldn't ask yeah. for more uh, over that. Right. Um, so let's. I guess let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Um, we we have a bunch of talking points lined up, and I'm going to try and get through them all, uh, and hope that it doesn't bore you and or uh, our dear listeners. So, <laughs> um, uh, listeners, if you make it to the finish line, um, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we appreciate you hanging on. Um, so so yeah, we're we're just gonna dive right into it. And um, sounds like a plan. Yeah. So. What uh, what would you say, like, as abstract and weird of a question it is to say, what does cosplay mean to you? Uh, what what would you say it means to you? <laughs> and uh, and what was it about cosplay that, like, initially piqued your interest? Um, so cosplay to me, really, it's just another extension to art in general. Um, it allows us as, like, you know, the, the regular consumers, the people that read comic books or watch movies or play video games. It allows us to embody um, the characters that we admire and we love and we get to grow with and, and you know, just self-express ourselves uh, through that character. I, I think it's a, just pretty cool to be able to do that. Um, and then what piqued my interest, honestly, it kind of just happened out of nowhere. Like one day I, I was on Instagram, I think, and I just randomly saw somebody like in a Spider-Man costume, like, what, uh, people actually do that like i it never crossed my mind that somebody would like try to professionally like become <laughs> this character right um, so and then like of course i knew about like comic cons and stuff like that but it really never like crossed my mind that people um you know went out of their way to to create costumes and and become these characters and then once i saw that it was it just went off from there i i decided you know what i'm gonna try to do my best to make the best uh costumes and and you know represent my characters the the best that i could and i mean that's how i got here so yeah that's that's awesome and that that's eerily similar to how it kind of happened with me like uh like you said you you knew about like you know new york comic-con san diego comic-con dragon con like the really really big ones that you hear about all across the u.s and the world and whatever but uh you, it doesn't really register that like your quote unquote normal people like cosplay like you see uh, when you go to a convention like all walks of life are cosplaying and, and that's kind of what i experienced firsthand the first time that i saw it like in person uh, like I, I went to an anime convention here in middle tennessee where uh it, it it, the convention compared to like the bigger ones like San Diego Comic-Con is, is pretty small. It just happens at one venue instead of like several. And 
I, if you weren't in cosplay, you are the odd man out. So like, (laughs) uh, unless you're like one of the convention volunteers where you have to be in plain clothes, so you're like easily spotted, Mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, or you're like a photographer, uh, or, you know, someone doing press where like you have to, um, like once again, be recognizable or, you know, just, I don't know. But, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say is that it's, um, you know, I, I, I went to that convention with uh, some buddies of mine and I was filming some video for them and I felt very out of place just being in like jeans and a t-shirt. I was like, what the hell? So I went to like party city that night after the convention (laughs) and just bought like some random shit to, to like put together this haphazard costume. Um, and like, I came back the next day and they're like, who the hell are you supposed to be? I was like, I don't know. I just made up some character. (laughs) It's Uh, one of these somebody. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then it wasn't until the next year where I finally, you know, went full regalia and, and, you know, spent some money on a, on a costume. So, so yeah. Uh, so what, um, what was your first cosplay? Do you remember? Um, my first one was probably like two years ago. I just did the, uh, the homecoming suit, the, like the one that Tony Stark gives, uh, Peter. Sure. Um, it was like the first time, or just the first time in general, I ever got a costume outside of like Halloween. But, um, I tried to go the extra mile to like do like, you know, the, the black banding on it and like the 3D spiders and stuff. It did not turn out so great. (laughs) so um that costume has been lost with time um and i I just you know i i look back at it and i appreciate the beginning um and it also like you know kind of shows me how far i've gone um from there so i mean as far as the first cosplay i I can't really uh i can't say i went too wrong because it got me to where i am now exactly and and that's like other than you know the the sadness that might might come with it uh that's how you have to look at it is, is a learning experience. Like you have to have those major fuck ups uh, in order to, to learn and, and move on in the positive direction. Oh, for sure. Because I know for a fact that I've made so many mistakes with that suit. Like I have super glue, like all over the suit. Um, I've had like rip seams that I tried to sew together that did not work. And then I ended up super gluing them together. So that suit is just a mess. Um, but do, it definitely, do you still, sorry, go ahead. Oh, um, you know, I was just gonna say it, it definitely, uh, it taught me a lot of things that now I know as far as like future, uh, costumes and stuff like that. I know, you know, not to make those same mistakes. So right. Everything do is you, valuable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, do you still get any use out of it? Like in terms of wearing it or, or is it kind of, just like tucked away and serve as a reminder as a benchmark pretty much just serves as a reminder it, it it's yeah. been like sitting in the farthest depths of my <laughs> closet space so um i barely even like uh it doesn't see the light of day to be honest sure yeah i get that uh with the banding and the um the like the beveled uh spider on on the front did you attempt to do those yourself um yeah so I just, because whenever you buy, like, a Spider-Man costume, you typically buy a pattern unless you mm-hmm. go, like, through a website like Sentai Zone where they provide right. the patterns. You just pay, like, a little bit um, extra for the suit. Um, so I went into the pattern that I had bought, and I tried to, like, uh, trace around it. So I literally took pieces of paper, put it on my computer screen, 
and like <laughs> over it. So and then I transferred it to I think it was um I forgot what it was called. It was like a a, a sheet of like rubber. Um, it was like like a quarter inch maybe thick. Okay. And then I would, I would trace it, cut it with an exacto knife, and then try to glue it on myself. And doing that yourself, I learned is very hard. And I don't yeah. like I don't recommend it. So I would recommend getting somebody to help you out. Yeah. Um. I I've wanted to get. I, I don't know if uh, the the what you were using is like the same as like foam smithing. Um, that foam smithing is kind of something that I've been wanting to get into for like the last year or so, but I am terrified of like the money suck that it most definitely will become because I know I'm going to mess a bunch of stuff up in the beginning and, and just be a disastrous, like a uh, hole in my wallet um, at, at the very end. But uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll take the plunge and it'll all <laughs> end up, you know, a halfway decent foam smither. Hey, you never know unless you try. Right, exactly. Uh, so, uh, what what's been your favorite cosplay so far? Um, or a few of your favorites? Yeah. So my last one that like is a hundred percent complete because I start so many projects and then like never uh, end up finishing them. Right, but, just um, like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so my last one was like, I made my own Spider-Man costume. So I made my own design, um, with like into the Spider-Verse, everybody, you know, went crazy with creating their own Spider-Sona. Um, mm-hmm. so I ended up making my own and then I had, um, this pattern designer, uh, Web Warriors Workshop. He actually made the pattern. I got that shipped out with a uh, Zentai Zone and then they print, uh, sewed it up for me. <clears throat> okay. And, um, the design, like I, you know, it was my personal design. So I think. Obviously, that's going to be my favorite, but um, I think it just came out super cool. I made like a custom shell for it, like with my own custom eyes, Um, like the spiders, the design, like in general is just mine. So I'm I'm just proud of it. So that's awesome. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You you mentioned, uh, you know, the the face shell for for the uninitiated. We should probably talk about like the the extra parts like the face shell that a lot of people don't really know about. And you could probably do a much better job of explaining um, what a face shell is and what its purposes are. Um, So you want to, you want to do that? Yeah. um, So one of the biggest things when I first like got into cosplay and I like, you know, looked around and see other people uh, in their costumes is I always wondered how, their head shape was always so like perfectly like, you know, right. it just looked like Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so, and then I, I researched into it and people make these things called face shells, which is practically just a, a plastic shell or depending on who you get it from, it could be foam. Um, it could be like a, a more flexible, um, maybe like ABS or PUTG, which is just different types of plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so all it essentially is, is something you wear on your face underneath the fabric mask that'll help you keep the shape. And then it allows you to um, make your lenses like magnetic so you can put magnets in them. So yep. it fits your face perfectly and will never fall off. And it doesn't mean that you have to glue them onto the mask. So if you ever want to interchange them or use a different shell, it's totally possible with that. Right. Yeah. That, and I, uh, I've only been cosplaying with face shells. Like uh, I, I, 
when I think I, I talked to you, I talked to several others in the, uh, the, the Spidey Society Facebook group, um, some other friends, uh, they kind of walked me through the customization process and like everyone like across the board advocated for face shells um, for basically all the same reasons that you just mentioned. Like the fact that it makes like your, your face look just so much better. Like kind of like you said, like you actually look like Spider-Man from the movie where, you know, you, you know, I, I mean, if you have like an odd shaped face or head um, or, or if you have like ears that poke out a little mm-hmm. too far, like it also helps with that. And with the interchangeability of the lenses, like just all that kind of like sold me. Um, I mean, it's they, they can definitely be a little bit pricey. Uh, yeah. But it, I mean, in my opinion, like if you're if you're going to go go for the the, the cosplay thing, like you might as well go all out and, and and try and you know try and do it justice as much as you can. Um, yeah, I, I like to consider like the facials kind of like the cherry on top of like any Spider-Man costume. Right. Um, some people can get away with not having them. Um, right. I've seen people that don't use facials and their head shape just looks like phenomenal underneath masks. <laughs> but then there's people like me um, that my head does not look <laughs> so great underneath <laughs> the fabric mask. So I needed a solution for that. Um, so then I, that's how I kind of went into um, designing and making my own face shells. Right. Cool. Um, what, uh, so what, whenever you do cosplay, like what are some of the, some of the things you like to do? Do you like to go to conventions or do you do photo shoots or um, parties? Yeah. So uh, obviously conventions, every, everybody that cosplay should go to conventions. They're just mm-hmm. great experiences. You get to meet uh, pe- like super like-minded people. You get mm-hmm. um, just, you know, just the experience of walking a con floor, seeing all the costumes, being able to buy, yep. um, you know, comic books off uh, like the vendors, like comic book shops to go there and whatnot and then collectibles. Right. It's just an awesome experience. And I, I recommend it for anybody, even if you're not cosplaying. Um, yeah. My first convention i didn't cosplay um this is that's how like i i got introduced to it um on like a on a bigger scale um, right and then every single con after that i i went in costume and i don't regret it at all yeah um, i definitely do photo shoots i haven't done one in a very long time to be honest um mm-hmm. really because like i said i start so many projects and then i just never complete them or I get like sidetracked with my facial work or my, uh, you know, just prop making work in general. Um, so I haven't had much time for that. And parties, I've only ever done one and it was my nieces. And I okay. was in the classroom for like 15 minutes top. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, hey, uh, I'm your uncle and I'm Spider-Man for today. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so, so she knew that uh, she knew who you were basically? Um, at first, no, but then I, I took off the mask because I was like, I was okay. dehydrated as heck. So sure. <laughs> I had to take it off to drink. And then she's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ne- it, never it reveal happens. your identity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, kind of like you said, like some people, uh, some people get like really into it. And then other people's are just, uh, other people are just casual. Like I'm, I'm definitely on the casual side. I don't get like super into the character and like try and method act uh, as, as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man or any other character that I'm cosplaying. Like I just, 
I'll wear the suit, but I, you know, I'll pose for photos if mm-hmm. people want to take a photo or if I'm participating in like a, a Marvel shoot or a Marvel versus DC shoot. Um, those happen a lot at the conventions that I go to. But other than that, like, uh, but some people get like really into it. Like they'll be, they'll walk by me as their character, like maybe some creepy dude from like some anime and they're like, Spider-Man always has to wear his mask. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> like the, just come up right behind me. Like weird, like character, like, uh, accent. And I'm just, ah, yeah. Like, like I'll be standing there, like trying to record some video for some friends or whatever. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, one of those funny things. Um, yeah, so. I, I think most of us had like experiences like that. So like, yeah, I even though like I do um, take it a little bit more seriously as far as like, you know, making the like the items for other people and whatnot. And even for mm-hmm. myself, um, I don't I wouldn't say that I go that deep into like trying to be the character. Um, sure. I just kind of like, you know, visual visually embody the character. Right. Um, so like I've had it at cons where like I would be walking around and then like a Deadpool or something would come up and like do some like weird thing that they probably saw uh-huh. in like a comic. And right. I'm just like, uh, all right, dude, like, <laughs> like I, I really don't know what to do. I just kind of stand there. Um, you just have so- to do that thing from that gif where it's like Spidey and Deadpool on the con floor. And they're like, they're just going around in circles and like Spidey is doing his, like his web thing. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't like uh, the the Spider Man cosplay doesn't necessarily lend itself to a lot of like character acting and and method acting as the character, um, just because he's I mean like he's a very a very charismatic character yeah uh, obviously but it's it's not it's it's not like the same as Deadpool like right. you you, you kind of get that like Deadpool is like this very like over the top and just yes. you know like just all over the place like you never know what to expect exactly um so yeah like spider-man is definitely not on that level but most uh, you could really do in that case is just like you know you drop down do a couple poses and right. you know high five the kids but other than that there's, there's not much to it other than like maybe potentially like fighting burglars or something like that but other than that that that's there's not much to it Right. Yeah. Um, is, uh, is there any like cosplays that you've done, uh, that you regret for whatever reason? I mean, um, uh, I don't think I regret anything. Um, the only thing I'd say I'd regret is, you know, starting so many things and not finishing them. Um, sure. But other than that, no, I think everything that I've made and completed, I've been pretty happy with. Right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I haven't been cosplaying for long enough and haven't uh, I, I don't have enough costumes to say that I have one that I regret. Gotcha. Um, so. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, one of the one of the things about cosplay or several things, but there's several things about cosplay that like the general public don't really know. Well, um, like like a lot of people just don't get it. Uh, like I think everyone, most everyone in like the nerd community that celebrates video games and comic books and movies, etc., like they get cosplay, like maybe they don't do it, but they get it and they appreciate it. Uh-huh. Um, but there's definitely like some people like that are kind of like nerd adjacent where 
they're like into football and like maybe your stereotypical jock stuff, but they play like Madden on, on Xbox or whatever. Uh-huh. So they're kind of like quote unquote nerd adjacent. And you know, they go see like the MCU movies and yeah. these people like they will say that they don't get cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, w- would you say that, um, there are there's some common like misconceptions or misunderstandings uh, about cosplay that that you hear that that come up quite often um or or often enough to to make mental note of it or or anything um i i think just uh in general people don't get it or they they really don't understand like uh why we do these things um I think they just think that we're a little bit weird. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've gotten that a couple of times. So like, for example, um, if like, say one of my coworkers finds out that I do stuff like that, it might like rub them a little weird at first. And then like when I explain it and like I tell them that I try like to make a business out of it and I I do it to, you know, show my love for the characters and whatnot. um, I guess they kind of understand it a little bit more, but I think just from out, the outside perspective i think it's just always going to be a little bit weird to people that just don't get it yeah yeah definitely um that's that's kind of been my experience too for for the people that that don't get it because i used to be one of those people honestly like yeah. if, if we're speaking honestly like you know several years ago like i knew about cosplay but uh i either uh, you know i didn't spend spend enough time like trying to wrap my head around it or, or really get, try and get to know someone that did cosplay. So I, I just, I didn't, didn't really get it. And so I ended up spending a lot of time around cosplayers when, you know, I went to my first couple of conventions and I, I got a, a so much better idea of what, what it's all about and all the different levels of cosplay that there is like kind of like what i was saying earlier about you know there being the more casual cosplayers where they will celebrate that character being wear their costume but they won't necessarily like act out that character but then there's uh, people on the opposite end of the spectrum that go full method with their character because uh you know i i find in in those instances like people spend a lot of time on their costume and like researching their character uh and it's just one of their favorite characters from whatever from a comic book or movie or a video game and so they're just like really into it uh and yeah like i i think that the the people that don't get cosplay uh, and and maybe are like unwilling or or don't really want to learn like they like to put cosplayers in that category that that very far extreme category uh and and i use the the term extreme uh, definitely not as derogatory um you know extreme as in like you know take it to the max like are very very passionate about you know their their character or characters that they cosplay as so i feel like that that's happened a lot where people that don't really get cosplay they they kind of see everyone in that particular category yeah, no, I totally get that because, um, like, even, like, I'd say for me, um, as just, like, like I said, like, casual um, cosplayer, I probably would be considered, from an outside perspective, as somebody that is just going, like, full-on in, like, that I pretend like, that I'm the character, I could jump off buildings and swing <laughs> and whatnot, right. um, when the reality of it is that I, I'm just a dude that likes, you know, uh, wearing a costume and celebrating the the person that I love, and, um 
you know, just bringing joy to other people while doing it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like full on in there, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, is, is Spider-Man the only uh, character that you've cosplayed or have you done others? Um, for me personally, I've only done Spider-Man stuff because um, that's okay. like my my specialty. Um, but I have worked with other people, so I've helped people with some Halo stuff, some Star Wars stuff. Um, I did start and I unfortunately didn't finish it, but, um, I wanted to do a character from Destiny, not a specific character, but just like a set of armor from it. Um, so I started building some of the weapons, but, um, I never really got to light a day with that because that's when I was in college and, um, between like schoolwork and whatnot, I ended up losing stuff when I moved out of my dorm. So um, I just never went back to it. But hopefully one day I'm trying to trying to get back into that. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's actually a, a perfect place to kind of segue into our, our second segment, just talking a little bit about uh, your your cosplay and DIY experience. Mm-hmm. Um, this initially was going to be like a whole episode on like DIY stuff when it comes to cosplay, but I, I think it's definitely turning into more of a, a multi-purpose um, variety cherry pick kind of uh, cosplay kind of thing, which is in my opinion, you know, uh, a little bit cooler. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about your own personal um, experience with, with making stuff either for yourself or for other people. Um, so when, when would you say you first started making costumes and, and props for, for yourself uh, and for others? Um, so I think I officially started it, like taking it seriously, maybe about last year. Um, so okay. it's been like about a year now. Um, I did take breaks in between, but um, that was mainly more for me to, you know, to build more products um, as far as like my face shells or um, like anything like uh, as far as weapons or whatnot uh, for other people that I officially don't list on my page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do help uh, other people with, so I'd say about like a year. Okay, cool. Um, and so like you, I, I guess we kind of uh, answered this question already. Um, like the, the kinds of costumes and, and props you make, uh, can you talk a little bit about those? Um, and if you have a special specialty, I mean, I, I'd say like your specialty is probably Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you, you talked a little bit about that and um, you know, some Halo and, and Destiny and, and other stuff is, is there any others that you haven't mentioned? Um, yeah. So like you said, uh, my specialty would be Spider-Man stuff. So as far as like the, the face shells, um, web shooters, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I do do stuff from video games and movies. So I've done um, Star Wars stuff, like a couple of lightsaber hilts. Um, okay. I've done a uh, little bit stuff from gaming. Uh, one that I didn't mention before is Mortal Kombat. I fucking love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. So anything from Mortal Kombat, I freaking love. Um, I started working on models for um, the newest Mortal Kombat 11's Noob Cybot costume because it just looks fucking insane Uh and i want to make that one day so badly but i don't think my sewing skills for all that is uh up to par yet but um i'll get there i'll get there one day (laughs) yeah absolutely um quick question on a scale from nine to ten how fucking terrible but terribly awesome is the original mortal kombat movie 
Oh, I'd say like ten thousand. Those, <laughs> those 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 movies were so bad that they were good. Yeah.、Um, no. The they... only... oh, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I think the only good thing about the original Mortal Kombat movie was Terry、uh, Carrie Tagawa, who played、um, Shang Tsung, because he、oh, yeah. he's just perfect for that role. And I was so happy when they brought him back for Mortal Kombat Eleven because right, he was perfect. I love、yeah. that guy. No, he he did do a pretty good job as far as acting performances go. Like, I mean, overall in that movie,、uh, it it's a movie not known for its acting performances. Yeah,、um, no. Although there was some very interesting、um, and kind of coincidentally hilarious scenes with Raiden.、Um, oh God! Like he, yeah, he like <laughs> like when he just magically appears on the boat before like they're about to sail off. To to wherever this island is,、uh-huh. like he just magically appears and、uh, like he literally tells a dad joke and he's like, <laughs> 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 like you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah he like I forget what what he says, but he's like, you're gonna you're gonna die、uh, when you see this place or something like that. It's just completely ridiculous <laughs> and, <laughs> and and he's like and he like clears his throat. He's like, <clears throat> anyways. <laughs> It's、I'm、so、like,、bad. right? I'm like, how the fuck did this movie get made? Like, did they not stop for a second and be like,、hmm, you know what? Maybe not. Like, maybe we don't do this movie. No, they they just wanted it out. They're like,、hmm, right?、Uh, that joke fucking sucked, but let's just do it. Let's do it. <laughs> push it through. Right. Basically, yeah. Um. So, uh, while we're on the、uh, the topic of um, you know, props and and costumes and all that, um, can you tell me a little bit about like your process for for making and and des- designing um your your costumes and and props and like the tools that you use? Yeah, for sure. Um. So, everything that I do, I need like a thousand and ten reference pictures. Um, from every angle possible, just whatever I can get to get as much detail in, the better.、Um, <clears throat> so, luckily for my、uh, most recent work, I was recreating、um, some of the Spider-Man stuff from the PS4 game、uh, okay. for the Vance、uh, costume, which is the one with like the white spiders and、um, like the,、right. like the armbands and stuff like that. So,、mm-hmm. um, luckily, the game has like、uh, a photo mode. So you could go in, you could take as many like screenshots as you want,、right. and then、yeah. upload it to Twitter, and then pull it from there. <laughs>、um, yeah. The only reason why I have Twitter, to be honest. <laughs>、um, so and then you you just go from there.、Um, I use a program called Blender, which is a free three、right. D modeling program,、mm-hmm. um, and then I throw in all my、um, references and just pretty much just mash it all together from there. Just trying to. Reference every angle from side view, top view,、uh, you know, the portrait,、uh, straightforward or whatnot, and just trying to get it as like accurate as possible. Right, and and you use a three D printer, correct? Yeah, so、um, I have a couple three D printers.、Uh, so I have, I think three now.、Um, two of them are. Oh, looks like we got a badass over、yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs>、um, no, I. My first one doesn't even work anymore. It's it's nearly <laughs> in pieces, and one day I'll, I'll go back and fix it, but、uh, right. not anytime soon.、Um, and I, I'm only using one now because、um, I moved into a new apartment and I, I don't really have、um, everything all set up like、sure. I want it. So I don't I don't have my workshop space、uh, all together right now. But I'm doing what I can with one printer. Right. <clears throat> 
Um, but yeah, as far as that, so what I do is I, I just 3D model everything in Blender once I get everything, um, you know, speak and span like I want to as accurate as possible. Um, you essentially just throw it into this program that slices it all together and the printer gets code and you put it on a SD card and you set it to print. And then you pray to the three <laughs> gods that they do not fail because that is like 110% of the time that you spend is your printer not working. Oh um, man. So it, it's a gamble. It, it helps, but at the same time, it, it's super frustrating. Right. Yeah. I, I've heard some horror stories um, just from like, even if things go like, relatively according to plan or you know there, there's not really any mishaps like the wait times alone like it's it's not like oh man like it takes too long it's like because you're on the edge of your seat for that period of time like just anticipating some sort of uh miscommunication or or mess up on the the printer's part and then all of a sudden like all this waiting and and hard work uh, is is now ruined um so yeah i've like i said i've definitely heard some horror stories yeah it, it's it's pretty bad sometimes so like um just like an example for um the face shell the lenses itself take about like four or five hours to print but the shell wow. because it, it's you know it's a lot bigger of an mm -hmm. item um, it takes about like 20 to 24 hours to print holy shit um, yeah so if you don't have patience I, I would not recommend doing it. And um, honestly, that's not even like at the highest quality setting that you could put it on. I tend to like keep it at like a middle point where okay. I get a good time frame, which would be like the 24 hour mark. Um, okay. And then uh, so that the quality is good enough that I won't have to do a lot of post-processing work, which there is a lot of work afterwards that you still have to do um, mm -hmm. on top of the, all of the printing time. So um, it's not as simple as just, you know plugging playing like plug the sd card in pressing the button getting it and then bam you're done there's, there's still a lot more to do on top of the initial printing time right yeah um what's uh, so i i know little to nothing about 3d printers i know that they are a thing and yeah. they do exactly that they they 3d <laughs> print stuff um yeah so like what what are the materials like that that you use like uh, I, I mean i'm assuming uh, are, are there different like kinds of materials like different kinds of plastics or or whatnot that that you like feed into this machine um yeah so um you get like rolls of plastic it's it's all pretty much just plastic that you um that you can buy it, it's rolled okay. up so there is um pretty much three basic types that you typically start with um, PLA, which is like your basic plastic, um, it's like your go-to, but it's not like the best thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it's really just regular plastic. It gets pushed into the machine and then it, it prints it out, um, according to whatever, uh, layers that you have with the slicer it, and, and it pushes it all through. Um, so, and then there's another one that I would say is a step above it, which is, uh, called PETG or PETG. Um, okay. It's just a more durable um, plastic and it's less temperament with uh, like hot temperatures. So say, for gotcha. example, if you left it in a car, it won't deform because you left it in there for too long and the heat just got to it. it mm. It'll survive a lot longer. 
Um, and then a step above that, actually, there's two more that I, I could mention. ABS, which is like everything that you pretty much get from China is made um, at ABS. Sure. Um, so it, it's another basic uh, plastic, but it's really strong. Um, and it's not something that would typically break really easily. Right. Um, but it is a lot harder to print with because you need to print at a much higher temperature and you need to keep temperature in. Um, so you need like an enclosure for that. And for a lot of people, that's not really like a good option because you need, you know, you need to keep as much space as you can for some of us. So, yeah. um, and then there's a last one called a TPU, which is pretty much like, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. it it's just squishy plastic. It's okay. a, it's, um, it's just like PLA, but you can actually like, it's flexible. So if you hmm. want to, um. Like say for example, there's a lot of people that print out these like little octopuses. Um, okay, but it's it's just like a regular like small little octopus that has like um, all its arms uh, spread out. But it's sure. made so that when you print it out in TPU, you can like squish the top of the head and the the legs swivel and stuff like that. Okay, um, so it, it's a really interesting um, plastic to print with. It's a lot harder to print with, and you can't really do much post processing to it. It's just um, it's kind of like what you print out is really what you get. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm that's, that's awesome though. Like that you have, um, that it's not just like here, you have plastic, put it in this machine and push play. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you, you, there's different options. It seems like, you know, the, there's a, a, a you know, you have a couple different, quote unquote correct options for whatever you're wanting to make. So if mm -hmm. you're wanting to make like a really durable face shell, then you use like X plastic or, yeah. if you're, but if you're wanting to make this prop that, you know, doesn't need to be the, that same kind of material, you use another one. So yeah, it's, um, it's really versatile. So um, whatever, you know, like you said, whatever you need, you have so many options that you could always do something. You always figure it out. Right. Is, uh, is there something that you are like the most proud of that's come out of one of your 3D printers? Um, I'd say, honestly, just like my face shells in general. Um, okay. I, I think it's just like my, my quote unquote crowning achievement as, sure. a, uh, as a prop maker because I, I just I think that they're like as accurate as can be. Um, right. So I don't know. It, it's just it's cool seeing something that you put so much time into on the computer and then see it like, you know, being fabricated in real life on this right. desktop printer. It It's insane. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine like, I mean, I've made stuff before. Like, you know, I, I sent you a picture of the, the uh, podcast t-shirts that I made over the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, that's like a t-shirt, like it, it uh, out of my wife's cricket machine, it cut out the vinyl and I just stuck that vinyl on the shirt and ironed it on. Yeah. Um, there, there wasn't much to it, but like, I can't imagine like, you know, putting hours and hours and hours of work into designing something that like most people would be like, okay, the finished product is going to live on the computer and it's going yeah. to be like on a website or, uh, you know, in an application or, or software or whatever, but no, like, like you're not even fucking done yet. <laughs> like you got to feed it through the machine and the yep. machine's got to make it and it's got to make it correctly. And yeah. then like, but if all those, all that goes off without a hitch, relatively speaking, um, 
you're left with like this physical product that you can hold in your hand. And I just cannot imagine like how gratifying and satisfying it is to, to have that finished product, like that literal work of art, like you said, uh, just to hold it in your hands and, and have it be like tactile. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't seem like much. I, I'd assume like from the outside perspective, but um, just being somebody that, you know, like you said, it takes so much time into putting into these models and, and trying to get it just right. And then eventually seeing it come to life. It's like, I mean, as a person that doesn't have kids, um, it, they're, they're kind of like my little babies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it's something that I put so much into and, you know, being able to see the outcome and, and it, it's just, it feels rewarding. Um, yeah. And it should like, honestly, like it, it should be very rewarding. Um, you know, you spend so much time and effort and money on, on this, you know, one thing to, to kind of perfect it as well as you can and to have it come out looking really good and you being satisfied with it enough to like, you know, want to keep it for yourself and, and, or sell it to, to others, you know, and try and make a business out of it. Like, um, it's, it's just crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, when I, when I got into it, um, my first 3D printer, to be honest, I bought it with the intentions of like just printing out a couple of things like, you know, just just random crap around the house. Or if I saw sure. like a cool model online, um, mm. I'd just be like, oh, yeah, I'll just print it. It'll be, it'll be something <laughs> cool to have. But then I realized the potential of, you know, being able to create things and not even for myself, but for others. And um, I guess even to like just not even like the, the monetization of it, um, mm. just you know, the, the fact that I'm building something, I'm helping somebody create something that will let them, you know, express themselves for whatever they want to go for. Yeah. In my example, Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So I, and overall, I think uh, the 3D printers, even if I didn't make like the return on the money for purchasing them, um, I think what I've gotten out of it has been uh, worth it alone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just, um, I mean, I said, I can't imagine the, the satisfaction of doing that, like, you know, doing, uh, using a 3d printer to print face shells and lenses and all that. Like, no, I, I definitely don't know what it's like to have that kind of satisfaction, but you know, I, I do know what it's like to spend countless hours of, you know, my precious time that could be delegated elsewhere to like sleeping and help. Yeah. Um, I I do miss sleeping. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But, but instead you, you stay up nights because you work all damn day and Mm -hmm. you know, you, you're finally home and you want some time to yourself, but you also want to like dedicate time to, to your crafts and your hobbies and like getting better at them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just incredibly rewarding as you know, to, you know, have it work out positively (laughs) every once in a while. So, Yeah. Um, so when, when we were texting, uh, last week, when we were kind of setting up this episode, you, I asked you about a couple talking points that you might want to discuss. Cause I didn't want to come up with like everything that we talk about. Yeah. Uh, so you did have a couple things that you wanted to chat about. Um, do you want to cover those now? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so as far as the 3d printing community, uh, that kind of merges into, the uh, prop making community. 
they're um i don't know if it's as like relevant now because i haven't seen much of it uh as of recently but um there is a lot of talks of like whether 3d printing is considered quote-unquote cheating mm-hmm. um as far as in prop making because i think a lot of people when they see a 3d printer they think oh you just found the model online you just print it out and you know you reap the benefits right um when a lot of people don't know that a lot of work is put into like modeling and stuff like that especially if the person that printed the stuff is the maker um mm-hmm. like myself so i don't i personally don't consider it cheating because i know how much i put into it um right. there are other peoples that do um just like you know buy models and and print them out from there I still don't consider it cheating because they're putting into the work of, you know, waiting for the printer to yeah. to work properly and waiting for it to print out and then post-processing afterwards, like sanding and painting and all that. Um, but I guess I can understand a little bit um, why people feel that way. But there's just, there's so much going on that uh, if you don't like personally do it, you wouldn't understand and I'd see why it's considered cheating. But there, there's just too much for it to be. Uh, quote-unquote cheating i think right yeah like i mean you you can try and make the argument that wearing a pre-made costume uh, someone that something that someone else made rather than like making something yourself uh and then wearing it as your cosplay you you could one could try and make an argument that yeah uh the, the the former is cheating but like like, how do you cheat at cosplay? Like, yeah. like th- there's no <laughs> such thing. Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, you can't cheat at cosplay. Like, like someone made that suit for someone to wear. <laughs> so, right. like, like you can't cheat at cosplay. So, it's... And to me, it's dumb as fuck to say that, like, 3D printing would be, would be cheating in terms of, like, prop making or costume making because, like... You know, like you said, like too much hard work goes into it. Like even if you know, just just like you said a second ago, even if you get like a model uh, online somewhere that you had to put little to no effort into and, and you just kind of send it to the printer, like you still you still have to wait for it. And then, you know, any finishing touches you want to do to it afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it, it still takes skill and, and effort and time um, and resources to, to put into it. So, yeah, it's I don't know. It, I think like, it's it's definitely an upper hand. Um, I know for a fact with me, if I were to try to like. Because there's a lot of people that do make face shells out of like foam and um, even people that make it out of cardboard and make really like impressive uh, face shells with that. I know personally I wouldn't be able to. So luckily mm-hmm. I had like the 3D modeling experience to be able to make it and then uh, print it out like that. So I, I guess I could kind of see that. Um, right. But I still think at the end of the day, like we're... One, we have to make sure our printer is working. And that's like the biggest thing that nobody else has to worry about. Right. And then we have to have the patience to wait for it to print out. Um, so yeah, I, there, there's just too much behind 3D printing to, to you know, try to downplay it as cheating because we're still putting as much, if not more effort into actually making things than, you know, the old fashioned way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have um I mean you you've probably seen these face shells like they're 
the majority of it is you know the traditional quote-unquote plastic or whatever hard plastic material mm-hmm. um but the bottom part like i guess the jaw i don't i don't know where exactly it stops going up the face but yeah. like it's it's it made out of a different more movable material so you can act like you can talk with it and it yeah. moves with your mouth so that like you know because with the uh your traditional run-of-the-mill face shell, uh, you know, I would say like 98% of them, it's, you know, covering your entire face. So people can hear you talk, but they don't yeah. see your mouth move. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I'm assuming you've seen these these face shells that have like the different material for the jaw. So like you can, your mouth moves with it. Yeah. So um, that, that it's kind of like a new thing that's been rolling around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think the like the homecoming movies kind of like spurred it um sure. even i think it was uh the amazing spider-man 2 was the first one like in production like movie production wise that actually did a moving draw okay um so essentially it's kind of just like regular face shells so it's like the plastic like uh like facial portion so like from the cheekbone up and then mm. the jaw down is another separate part that on top of that is a piece of fabric that is uh, glued to the top shell. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really like confusing, um, but it, they glue them together so that like the fabric will just stretch and then keep the two plastic pieces kind of like hinged together. Right. Um, and that's what a lot of people in the 3D, uh, 3D printing community, uh, as far as the face shells are doing, um, like and Andre uh, blends on Instagram. He's one of the people that I'm really close with as far as uh, facial model 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 lures. I can't speak. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that he he's been doing that a lot for his shells and um, actually inspired me to start doing that for some of my newer shells. And um, I successfully did it with my advanced suit um, facial for the PS4 okay. game. And it is a lot trickier than it looks to actually do it. But, Dude, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's just getting like the, the fabric on top. It's just, it's super wonky. And mine probably looks uh, so much worse than everybody else's. <laughs> but I mean, it works. And um, so like when I'm talking, you could see the jaw move. And it it's it's like uncanny a little bit um, right. to, to see something like that. Uh, almost like movie production level uh with you know just regular regular people like me (laughs) right yeah because like i can imagine that if you if you put two people together someone that like has that face shell with the the movable jaw Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call that piece and um and then someone without a face shell with just the fabric mask um, yeah i'm i'm assuming that if they were to speak the same sentences that the 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 facial movements would look a little different right yeah so um yeah with, with somebody with just a solid shell like a static shell mm-hmm. um all you really see is like you know a, a static face <laughs> um, right, yeah. it's not it's not really gonna move yeah. um but somebody with the the movable jaw when they talk you'll you'll actually see the jaw go up and down um, it might not be super noticeable at times because it's something that would have to be very specifically scaled for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, with me, I kind of have the advantage of since I made the model, I can model it around my head 
and right. make sure that it's like perfectly like it'll sit against my chin. So whenever I say anything, the slightest movement, you'll see it move. Um, so it, if you get the scaling right, if somebody like buys it and, you know, they, they have like the perfect scaling for it, then you'll be able to see it. But other than that, maybe if you like open your mouth like completely wide, then you'll see it. Um, but it, it really depends. You have to get like that specific uh, custom tailoring for that. Just like people get custom tailoring for their like Spider-Man costumes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, those facials are nuts. Um, sorry, I feel like we've kind of turned the podcast into like Spider-Man happy hour. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, it's it's all, you know, relative information for DIY cosplay. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're hitting the the highlights and the broad notes and, you know, broad spectrum kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, a couple other things that I, I feel like you you made mention of that you wanted to discuss you talked about like you know the pros and cons of being a prop maker and making a name for yourself and and your business like kind of putting yourself out there and trying to make your you know your side hustle as a a prop maker and a costume designer um as like a a reputable business or or side business yeah so um I mean, just just in general, getting into prop making, it, it's something. Um, it could it could start as a hobby, but if you want to potentially make it into something, you have to really like really push for it. Um, when I first started off, um, so my Instagram page, which is at uh, GS Cosplays, um, I started it off with like pretty much everything that I was doing. So I, I had some of my Spider-Man stuff. I had some of um, the Mortal Kombat stuff that I was working on at the time. And then I realized that only really my Spider-Man stuff was working out. So <laughs> um, I kind of, you know, pushed the focus on that to try to get more people and then eventually um, build up my business. So you kind of really have to just go with what's working. Um, and for me, it was the Spider-Man stuff. So that's kind of why I, I specialize on that. Um, some of the cons of being a prop maker is that not everything will always go perfectly. Um, last December, I, I did a, um, like a Christmas sale on my Etsy page, um, okay. where I host all my, um, my models. So right when I put my Christmas sale, I got a bunch of orders and I was slammed. Oh boy. Not only was I, you know, I had to start cranking out these face shells, um, but everybody wanted it on a deadline for December. So, you know, I mean, for Christmas. So, you know, I'm trying to work overtime with that. And then I'm working holiday hours at work. And then my right. printer started to act up. And it just in general, if you don't really have the time, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> because if you're not able to crank out your stuff, you're going to have unhappy people. And unhappy people um, just... It, it, it just it doesn't work out. <laughs> um, so you try to do your best with what you can, but um, just always know that you can't truly um, please everybody in that sense of you know trying to get everything done as quickly as you can because we all have our life stuff, we all have work, we all have family. Um, right. So everything's gonna like you know jumble together. So you just gotta you gotta try to get the balance of time as best as you can, and not overdo what you can do like know your limits essentially yes Um, Yes. and that is one of the biggest cons that i had starting out because i 
I just went into it like, hey, I'll take every single order that I possibly can and I'll be able to do it. No problem. And then, right. you know, everything got slammed on me at once. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do this. <laughs> um, so I had to take a break. I took actually I took a, a pretty long break after that um, because I, I realized that I didn't want to get in that same situation. I didn't want to make other people um, upset with not right. being able to, to deliver, um, you know, as I would have hoped to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing, like just going back and um, like limiting yourself and knowing what you can do um, and then going from that. So like whether it's only taking a couple orders when you know that you can or um, making stuff beforehand and then listing that when you have it ready to ship out. Um, so that's something that, like I learned very quickly and that I'm going to be using when I decide to open shop again. Um, Right. Yeah. Like kind of like what you said with knowing your limits and, and don't push yourself uh, farther or harder than you really need to. Like, I feel like that's really important because I, I used to, and still do um, that, that same exact thing where I like, I expect too much out of myself. Uh, and, and I, I like, I'm a, a natural yes, man. Like I, yeah. I want to say yes to everyone. Um, and I have waking nightmares, um, figuratively speaking about, uh, all of a sudden getting like a bunch of Patreon donors or a bunch of like listeners, like demanding certain things. And all of a sudden, like I'm hit from all different sides, like with all these demands and all of a sudden, like all of a sudden I have no free time whatsoever. And yeah. like all of my, uh, like I, I have to start ignoring family members. Yeah, <laughs> and, no, it definitely happens. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, so I'm, I'm like terrified of that happening. Like, I mean, would it be kind of cool in, in theory to like, have that all of a sudden happen like maybe but like you said it's probably it's at the same time like it's clearly can drive you insane um uh you know having all of a sudden having like no free time on your hands and having to like uh having all these people demanding things on on a certain timeline uh so yeah i i definitely get that Uh, it's it's not necessarily something that has happened to me coincidentally but uh as as far as like people demanding things from me but like it has happened in terms of kind of like what i was saying about me expecting too much out of myself like yeah and not giving myself enough slack so yeah kind of what you were saying about you know make sure you give yourself a break and cut yourself some slack every once in a while and give yourself frequent breaks um you know i i my motto is whenever you tell yourself that you don't deserve a break that's when you need the break the most mm. um because uh that just means that your head's gonna fucking explode like any yeah. second um no i like that <laughs> yeah uh it's it's something that i use every day uh sometimes i have a hard time taking my own advice uh, but oh, I, um, i'm on the same boat with that <laughs> yeah I, I think it's it's just part of the human condition where we can dole out advice all day long but when it comes to swallowing our own medicine uh we're it's a little bit more difficult yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. I know um, for oh sorry, I didn't mean to No, cut no. You off. Uh, no, I was I was done. Go ahead. Um so I know for me like when I first started out when I was like at the point where I'm like, oh, I can open up shop, I can start taking orders. Um you know, I got this. I got I got it in my head. I had this. There was nothing that was going to stop me. Um and then, you know, I I opened the the page. I started getting a couple orders. Everything was going great. And then I got to the point where I was getting, um, not to say I, I was ungrateful, I'm not ungrateful whatsoever, but I was getting too many orders and I was just getting so far behind. I was, I was frustrated and flustered because I just wasn't able to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, um, you get to a certain point where something that you had fun and you started enjoying could quickly turn into something that you just cannot stand. Um, And then at that point, once you get to that point, you have to take a break because if you don't, you're just not going to come back to it. And that's not something I wanted to do. I wanted to come back to it better than ever, knowing that I would be able to handle it next time compared to where I was before, where I wanted to throw my 3D printers out the window because (laughs) I, I literally had days where every single time I went to print out a shell, if there wasn't the power shutting off randomly or uh, the the print getting knocked off the bed, which is very common, or mm-hmm. like under extrusion of the plastic, it was always something, something that would prevent me from continuing on to be able to push out these orders. And it, it just got super frustrating. So I told myself, if I can't, uh, if I if I just couldn't do it, I had to take a break until I was able to. And that's exactly what I did. Man, like you are miles ahead of uh, a, a lot of people out there. Like, and I'm not trying to put people down. I'm just saying like in terms of you, like understanding what it takes to to run like a side gig and 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 do it successfully. Like, like do it to a point where like, Will it feel like work from time to time? Like, absolutely. But to to uh, moderate it in such a way where it doesn't feel like work all the time and that you still derive passion from it. Yeah. Um, and, and it really feels like you have, um, you've struck that balance or, or you're at least on the cusp of, of striking that balance, it, it sounds like. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, and and like that's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy like running a business or or running a a side gig or side hustle, what, what have you. It's, I mean, it, there's just so much that goes on underneath the surface, like, um, you know, the, the old term, you know, tip of the iceberg, like that's so true for like, you know, the, the things that were once hobbies and now you're wanting to, uh, go, um, for lack of a better word, sell out with it. You know, you want to make some money with it. Um, cause like the Joker said, you know, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Um, and so, you know, you want to make a little bit of cash, but you at the same time don't want to ever have it get to the point where it feels like work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you still want it to be enjoyable. And that's, <clears throat> I feel like that's the thing that you don't really understand, until you you dive into this yeah I I think if you're not like in that position where something that you loved becomes something that you quickly just you know you you can't deal with it um Uh you 
you just it it's hard to understand unless you're in that position because right. um I think we all have things that say a hobby or whatever that we want to become you know our career or our future um but you just have to know how to get into it and just prepare yourself before you you throw yourself into it and then eventually like you, it gets to the point where you just don't want to do it and uh that I think that's like a little heartbreaking uh, mm-hmm. as, especially for me um when I was at like the the biggest point where I was so frustrated that I wasn't capable of you know doing things to the quality that I know I was able to because of for example time constraints or um, you know, people being upset and, you know, demanding yada, yada. Um, it, I think, I don't know. It, I, I wish I could go back and, and do it again with what mm-hmm. I know now. And then right. maybe I wouldn't like have gotten to the point where I just, I wanted to quit. Um, so it, it, it's just really like knowing what you could do and knowing your limit. Just, yeah. Stick with your gut, and right. don't don't try to take on the mountain before you know climbing the little hill. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's that's so important is is knowing your limits and giving yourself breaks, cutting yourself some slack. Like I, I can't tell you, like countless times, I have wanted to throw my podcasting gear in the fucking garbage um, and just call it quits because, like. You know, in between like my kids and, and you know, uh, my other obligations <laughs> and um, other other things that I, uh, I I do with my life, like sometimes it just gets to the point where I'm like, like, shit, like, can I even do this anymore? Like, can I can I juggle this uh, mm-hmm. and, and push forward with it and give it like the attention that the show deserves? Um yeah. And, and sometimes like I'll, I'll get to the point of just complete exhaustion and be like, I don't think I can do it anymore. But like the next morning I wake up with a fresh head and I'm like, that fucking David 12 hours ago fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, <do> this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's pedal to the metal. Like, you know, crank up some fucking like Motley Crue or ACDC and get this shit going. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, no, nah, it's yeah it's all about you know perspective and like you said like i've said giving yourself breaks and cutting yourself slack it's um you a know, step back will, will will always do yes. a lot better than continuing to step forward in a path that you know will eventually yes. lead to failure yes <clears throat> well said well said <laughs> thank you thank you yeah um thanks i'll be here all week um so uh with uh with all the things that you've been doing with your, your costume designing and your prop making and all that, like, what would you say your biggest goal is like, or, or, or goals like short-term and long-term moving forward? Um, you know, is it like building, building up the business side of it or, um, uh, what, what, yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, as far as for me, like for now, it's just keeping it to just, occasionally doing things, um, taking like random orders and whatnot. But um, in the future, would I love to go full time with it? Fuck yeah. Um, Yeah. That would be awesome. Or even potentially like working with companies for like TV commercials or movies or whatever, doing costumes or props or whatever for that. Um, That would be like a dream come true, to be honest. Um, 
I was like, anything to get me out of the retail. Just get me out. <laughs> Dude, I, I have been there. I have been in the retail world. I know how much it is. Uh, well, you know, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it, yeah. It does its job. It, it, it gives you... It brings a paycheck. That's that's all I yes. can say. Yeah, it, it 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 gives you a paycheck. It, it most certainly does. Um, have you have you ever given thought to like going to school for um, uh, like I don't know if like theater with a uh, in emphasis and like costume design or or prop making or anything? I don't know if anything like that exists. But have you given any thought into that uh, or if that holds any merit? within the the costume and prop making world um yeah i mean for sure I, I would love to i haven't done like any real research into it i have researched like companies and like how would you would even land a job and like right. you know obviously like building a portfolio and whatnot with that um i think it would be a little bit trickier for me because i'm kind of working off of licensed stuff like spider-man and whatnot Sure. Um, I'm not too sure how they would feel about that. If I went to like Disney and like, hey, give me a job. I, I make Spider-Man stuff. And then they're like, what? You owe us money. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I, that'd be awesome. I, I would definitely love to do something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, there's, like I said, I, I, I don't know exactly how you would get into into that, but it seems like a, a lot of professions are evolving to the point where you don't have to go to school for it. Yeah. Like you can with the resources that are available online, like self-education has become it, it's evolved to the point where it's unrecognizable to where it was like even like 10 years ago, like, you know, uh, the the idea of teaching yourself uh something from using online tools was like a pretty abstract concept and now it's like well fucking duh like you can teach yourself anything <laughs> using yeah. the internet all you um, have to do is go on to youtube and whatever right. you need to type it in and you got four thousand people explaining it to you in like <laughs> five minutes tops yeah, and and God bless those people of YouTube that that feel that, like they they can take a few minutes out of their day to to make a video explaining how they did something. Like God bless them because yeah, uh, I don't think half of us would be where we are without it. Right, like, there's so many just like random channels that I've subscribed to over the years that I will like even now go back and reference because I've learned like 70 percent of my stuff if not more just from random youtube videos right yeah um they are truly the un unsung heroes of uh the uh the do-it-yourself world it's yeah. um it's it's quite incredible um <clears throat> so let's uh let's move on to the the last segment and it, it's just you know cosplay tips um and yeah. and we'll, we'll start with, you know, just some general advice. Like, uh, so for listeners that may have like a little bit, uh, less experience with cosplay, um, you know, just cosplay in general, not necessarily like the DIY side, mm -hmm. um, that, that they may have some interest in getting into it. Um, uh, and, and maybe some things that like you would have known, uh, 
uh, you wish you would have known before getting into cosplay? Um, you want to uh, talk about a, a couple pieces of uh, advice regarding um, those few things? Yeah, for sure. Um, the biggest like general advice that I can give you is if you're interested in doing something, just do it. Um, whether like you want to start off small or big, uh, just dip your toes into it because you never know uh, it might end up changing your life. Like it pretty much did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew nothing about it. I saw one person and, you know, from there it, it brought me to, to where I am now where I'm actually making my own stuff. So you never know unless you, you try it. Um, and anybody that like might be persuaded or, by other people or even by themselves about like cosplaying a certain character that doesn't really fit your physical build or your uh, skin tone or ethnicity or, or whatnot. Um, fuck them. Just do yes. it. Yes. Yes. Just, just fucking do it. Cause yeah. I, I cosplay Spider-Man and I do not fit the build. Um, I do it because it makes me happy. So fuck it. Do right. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, just just fucking do it. Like I I I don't know if Nike like has a uh, <laughs> a trademark on just fucking do it. Uh, but, but we did it. We're we're trademarking right. it right now. <laughs> yeah, for, that's a verbal trademark. Just fucking do it. Um, <laughs> no, but you're right though. Like I mean, is it, it is it important to keep in mind? Like to like you said, just dip your toes in at first. Um, Probably like if you have the resources, time, money, etc., to dive in f- head first into the the plunging cold, uh, go for it. Um, yeah. You know, more more power to you, and I hope it works out truly. Uh, but yeah, like you know, you if you don't have an abundance of time and resources and money, etc., then yeah, it's it's probably a good idea to to take it slow and and figure out what works and what doesn't, um, you know, kind of, uh, learn from your mistakes. <laughs> I, I yeah. that's, that's one of my, my biggest, uh, I don't know, things that I advocate for is, is I just, I learn so much better from my mistakes than I do from, from successes. Like I can pull things from my successes, like, like joy that something finally worked <laughs> out in my favor. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, it, uh, learning from your mistakes and, and failures, like you, it, it just sticks. So you're you're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll never fucking do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, mean, yeah. Sorry, um, I feel like I, I'm like prime example for that. Uh-huh. Um, like going back to what, when we were talking about like the first cosplay um, with all the mistakes that I made in my first one, I know not to make them with my newest one. And yes, do I wish I knew all that stuff before? Of course. Mm-hmm. But um, if I didn't make those mistakes in the first place, I, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am. So I'm still grateful for those. So um, just don't don't be afraid to make mistakes, too, um, because sure. you're, you're only going to learn from them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and mistakes is just uh, making them is just part of the process. Like it's unavoidable. Um, the, and the more you try to not make mistakes, the more probable that they're going to happen. Yeah, very true. Uh, uh, It's been my own personal experience. I know a (laughs) lot of people can, um, you might be able to echo the same. So Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I know for uh, sure I can. <laughs> right, for sure. And also, like, I think you have an excellent build for Spider-Man. Like, I, I mean, you seem pretty tall from your pictures on Facebook. Um, and, like, it seems like you have a pretty accurate uh, build to what Peter Parker traditionally is. Like, yeah, he, he tends to be on, on like, the, the taller but, uh, like, skinnier side. So, I guess, yeah, I, I can see that a little bit. Um, I mean, I know we're, we're always our harshest critic. Yeah, uh, you know, no, that's for uh, sure. Uh, so, so we never want to give us the credit that we fully deserve. So that's, that's why we, we try and surround ourselves with positive people to, to push ourselves up. Um, and that's not me like giving myself a pat on the back. <laughs> uh, like, as I said that, I was like, God, it sounds like I'm like jerking myself off. From what a dick. No, right, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, no pun intended. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, another another little positive tidbit. Surround yourself with positive people. Um, yeah, but, that, that's definitely a big thing. If yeah. you have good people around you, and especially people that are, um, you know, supportive of, uh, supportive of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely another big step because um, there's a lot of people that don't have like that kind of backbone and then will quickly yes. fall out of something because mm-hmm. they don't have that. Um, so even if you find one person, just, uh, you know, revel in that because they'll, they'll always have your back. They'll keep you pushing forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I try and talk about this as much as possible uh, just to annoy the shit out of people. But like, I have the greatest support system. Uh, I, I, a support system that I don't think I really deserve. Um, but 98% of that is like coming from my wife. Um, and she, like, if I say something like, like, I really want to do this, but like, I don't have the materials for it or whatever. She's like, like, why the fuck are we not on the way to like Joanne's or Hobby Lobby <laughs> or something like right now? Like, let's get in the car and let's get this shit. All right. Cause I need stuff from there too. Anyways. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. So uh, it's, it's cool to, to have that, that kind of support if, if you can find it. Um, and if you don't like, there are plenty of resources online, like plenty of subreddits, plenty of Facebook groups, um, you know, uh, what have you, message boards, if those are still a thing. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. like 100 years old. No, um, no, for sure. There, there's, um, there's a website called the RPF, which is, okay. um, it's a website literally dedicated just to um, costume and prop making. Okay. Um, so it, it's for everything. Um not just like Marvel stuff, DC movies, comic books, um, everything that you can imagine, you pretty much find somebody that's either willing to help or is asking for help and you could kind of work together and, and build from there. That's awesome. Yeah. And you said it's called the RPF? Yeah, rpf.com. Right you can on. just Google it. It'll be the first thing that will pop up. Sure. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. Very good to know for for me and and for all the listeners that might be interested in in getting into cosplay. Um, as far as like where to buy, like I, I know this this is a question that I had a lot. Like I, I had a lot of different questions at the beginning um, when I first started cosplaying, like mm-hmm. where to buy. Um, like you know you you have like your quote unquote big box chains. Um, you have Amazon um, and some others uh other like really well-known places and then there's other online stores that are basically just online and then they operate out of like this huge warehouse uh, yeah where they where they make stuff um 
do uh, do you want to talk a little bit about like the pros and cons of each and and maybe like uh if you're interested in getting started with cosplay like some some good places to start yeah um so uh pros and cons of like stuff like amazon uh wish aliexpress um they are they they have cheap suits on there you'll notice that they're very cheap compared to like other places so you'll get yep. them for like 30 40 dollars um mm-hmm. a little bit up from there um but the con of that is that the patterns that they're using they're not paying the pattern makers um so they're really just like stealing the patterns from like people like joel house um who has house of j costumes mm-hmm. um web warrior workshop master of tasks heroes artists um just a bunch of pattern makers that unfortunately their patterns are stolen and they're just mass produced and they sell the costumes for super cheap um so it just doesn't help the um the artists but if you were to go to websites like Zentai Zone or um, the R- RPC Studio, which are like the two big ones, uh, Heroes Time as well, right. you can um, buy the costumes from there. They range from like, if you get it from uh, Zentai Zone, it's about like 90 to like $120, depending on if you do any of like their add-ons for like the upgraded fabric and zippers right. and extra masks and stuff like that. Um, but it's worth it because one, um, the pattern makers are being supported. So they'll mm-hmm. pay you the pattern makers for using their patterns um, yep. if you don't provide it yourself already. Um, and then the costume is made specifically for you. Yes. Um, so you put your custom measurements in. If you have uh, bigger biceps and smaller triceps or whatever, um, they'll accommodate for that. Um, so the costume will literally fit you like a glove like it should yes Um, and then you could also uh go to stuff like etsy and um i don't really know if people like post their stuff on like ebay or whatnot but um i know etsy is like the big one that's what i personally use right um so you could get pretty much anything on there you could get um facial models if you have your own 3d printer and you want to print them yourself Mm -hmm. you can buy patterns from people on etsy you could even buy custom suits from Etsy, um, from certain people that, you know, they use that as their platform to making custom suits. Um, and then you can also like buy like facials made and shipped, um, web shooters, all that stuff. So any of like the extra prop stuff you could get from Etsy, including the, the, the suits itself. Um, I would recommend going to Zentai Zone, Heroes Time or RPC for the studios purely on the fact that they are supporting the artists. Um, because at the end of the day, we, you know, we put in the work, we, uh, they should be, you know, uh, compensated for that as well. Cause right. You know, what they do is an insane, um, like pattern making is no joke. I recently just dipped my, uh, my toes into it. And, um, I learned quickly that it is not, uh, as easy as <laughs> people may think lining up seams and, and making sure colors are right. And it's, it's crazy. So props to them. <laughs> yeah, I, man, I don't envy that. Like I thought about it for like a quick second and I was like, David, are you fucking crazy? Like you already have zero time on your hands. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, but it, it seems like it, if I did have time for it, like it, it would be frustrating 
uh amounts of fun um yeah. like it, it would it would drive me nuts uh but it would probably be pretty rewarding in yeah. the end um so yeah my my hats off to you i tip my cap to you sir for having the courage to dip your toes into the um the uh, the suit designing realm uh, of, of cosplay. It's, I know it's not just like everything else um, and anything else with cosplay um, DIY. It's, it's not super simple. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to echo what you said about like Zentai zone and RPC um, and, and heroes time and, and everyone else on Etsy. Like they, they take like so much pride in their work. Like, um, uh, the the suits are made overseas i believe they're made in uh primarily like thailand and other provinces of of china yeah. and they do exceptional work like it is off the charts good uh like mm-hmm. the uh kind of like you said about uh, you being able to put in your custom measurements um like you i think you pay like 10 or 20 bucks extra and and they'll like custom sew the suit for you to to your exact measurements in my opinion, and I'm sure you will echo this, like 100% worth it. Like it, to to get your suit and have it fit like a glove, like it was made for you because it was. Uh, like it's just it makes you that much more excited and passionate about cosplaying and cosplaying as that character, um, because it it just fits you so well, and you're like fuck yeah, like I'm gonna go fight some crime right fucking now. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely not advocating for like going out and like trying to beat up strangers that are like robbing banks or whatever. Like, I'm not advocating for that. But you but know, it definitely like, does make you feel like you're, you're possible. Like it, that, that's an option <laughs> after right. you have it because you, you feel good. You feel great. It, it's made for you. Yeah, and um, you know, it, I don't know. It kind of plays into the idea of um feeling like you're embody, embodying that character, but it, For sure. it's also, you know, it's still you. It, you are that person now at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's, it's it's another one of those really fun things about cosplay where, you know, you, you, you get out what you, what you want to put into it. You know, so yeah. if, if you just want to represent that character uh, in on a costume level, uh, that's cool too. If you want to go, you know, full out, you know, ball swinging uh <laughs> it just uh you know totally method act that character um then also do more it. power to you yeah yeah do it hey hey do it um, <laughs> so um last thing um some diy advice i, I know we uh, you touched on a couple things um uh, throughout the the episode but is there any other like a uh, final advice as far as the diy realm of cosplay goes like um things that you would suggest as far as like products or tools to use um resources uh, Uh, etc yeah uh for sure uh when starting off um i think the biggest tool that you can use are the people um online so like i said when i mentioned the uh the rpf um literally just just post and you'll get like at least like 10 20 people um giving advice on on things that they've done Mm -hmm. and uh to you know step you in the right direction so um yeah biggest tool other people um you can go on facebook 
like for example the uh, spider society group that me and you met on um you know you you meet so many people on there and those people are you know specifically for that one category but there's hundreds of other groups that you can join um for whatever you're looking for um and you know everybody is you know, happy to help and and guide you in the right direction um as far as tools um I guess it's not so much of a tool, but a place to go to. Uh, a couple places that I personally love for all this stuff: the freaking dollar store. <laughs> go to the dollar store for everything. Yeah. Um, I, I use a lot of sandpaper, so you get sandpaper for like stupid cheap if you're doing any uh, 3D printing stuff. Right. Um, also, like Home Depot and uh, like Michaels and stuff like that for for craft foam and. Mm-hmm. Um, even some type of fabrics, you can go to um, Hobby Lobby if you have any of those around you guys. Um, definitely great places, and the people there are pretty helpful. If you ask them, uh, like what you're, you know, attempting to do, they'll they'll typically help you out there too. Right. Um, yeah, think of anything else. Um, yeah, I I I went to uh, Joanne's this past weekend, and um, everyone like it, it was one of the very first weeks that it has been open since uh, everything kind of shut down for quarantine, like, mm-hmm. you know, for the last couple of months. So I wasn't exactly sure like what the vibe was going to be like, if it was going to be super crowded. And I walked in and it was pretty much just like any other regular day at, at yeah. Joanne's as far as foot traffic, as far as the people that were in there. Like, I think most of the employees were wearing masks. Um, but like the dude that, that, uh, that, cashed me out he was like all right what are, what are we uh making this afternoon or, or this weekend or whatever or what are you working on and uh i told him about like making your uh your spider or Miles miles morales stickers and then uh-huh. making my geek garage podcast uh, uh t-shirts and he was like oh okay right on and i i showed him your picture and i was like this is not my work like he did it <laughs> like he he is the master like it's not me but this is what the stickers gonna look like when it's done and he's like, all right, that's awesome. So yeah, like, um, it's, it's fun to have those like little random, uh, chats with people, uh, in, in like Joanne's or Hobby Lobby, cause most likely they're there for very, very similar reasons, um, yeah. to, to get stuff, to make stuff. And although it might not be cosplay, uh, that, that like you're possibly working on, but it's, um, you know, it's making something from, from scratch and, you know, that's, uh, we're, we're all coming from the same, same place, uh, trying to do, uh, this, this thing, make things. Uh, yeah. uh I know I, I did such a great job of being very articulate with, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, any, any, anything else that you want to throw out there? Um, any advice or any any other talking points you want to hit on? Um, yeah, I mean, just if you're trying to get into anything, just uh, believe yourself, believe in yourself. Um, you know, give yourself a, a little, you know, breathing room if you need it, if you mm-hmm. ever need a backup. Um, like I said, taking a step back is always going to be better than rushing into something. For sure. Um, if you ever need anything, uh, just don't ever be uh, worried about, you know, reaching out to somebody, whether it be a group, just uh, anybody that you see online um, that are pursuing like a similar thing, because more than likely 
um, they will, you know, at least point you in the right direction and uh, try to help you out as best as they can. Um, and then in turn, you know, turn around and do that for somebody else, hopefully uh, later on down the road. Um, just, uh, just, just keep on doing you, uh, believe <laughs> in yourself. And yeah. uh, like we said, trademarks, uh, just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking do it. Uh, Gabe, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure having you on. Um, and it's so great to finally like talk to you um, uh, vocally instead of just, just text. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's It's been a real treat and a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. been a blast. Absolutely. I, I hope you can come back on sometime in the near future. Um, maybe we can do a, a Spider-Man specific episode. Um, hopefully we didn't make this too, this episode too Spider-Man specific for, for the people that wanted to hear stuff uh, that wasn't just about Spider-Man. <laughs> we should just name it uh, DIY cosplay. Just kidding. It's all Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Tricked you again. <laughs> Um, I, I think the, my, my established listeners, all three of them, uh, they, they've come, they've come to expect a certain amount of like going the fuck off the rails, like in, in the most extreme way where it starts off in one direction. It's like, oh, they went over there in, in another direction. Okay. Well, why do I still listen to them? Hey, as one of those three listeners, yes, thank you. I agree. <laughs> yeah um hey it's all that matters is that you you have fun with it um you know yeah, and, for sure. and, and 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 like we've said collectively during this episode fuck the haters they don't yep. matter yeah all that matters is that you're having fun and uh and you do the thing so um but yeah like Very i said cool. once again thank you much so much for for coming on i hope we can do it again soon um listeners uh if you have made it this far like i said uh thank you and i'm sorry and uh, um, if uh, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, I ask that you do. We're pretty much on every single uh, podcast app that exists. Um, if there's not one, um, then kindly let me know and I will do my best to rectify that. Uh, and yes, we are on Spotify. Um, yes. we, <laughs> we have our new Facebook group. Uh, uh, it's uh, called Geek Garage Podcast Fans and Listeners. Um Everything still gets posted on our regular Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram, but the Facebook group is where a lot of fun stuff goes down. Like we'll have like weekly polls and interesting conversations where people get really uh, intense and passionate about certain fandoms and, and whatnot. And uh, it, it's just, it, it's a lot of fun, usually good, clean fun. No, no punches are thrown. So, so far, um, so yeah, if you're interested in participating in any of that, um, search for that group on Facebook. Um, if you're into the idea of giving money to artists to pursue their passions, um, and uh, so so they can like continue to do it and not have to continuously dip into their own pockets, we have a Patreon account um, with a, a couple tiers, and tiers starting at only two dollars. So if you're I get that into the idea of giving near strangers uh, money on a monthly basis, then you can most certainly find the Geek Garage podcast on Patreon and uh, become one of our donors. We have, uh, like I said, a couple tiers with some really cool perks. Um, so check us out uh, on there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, 
Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye. Bye.